everyone. Welcome to Who Can It Be Now, the podcast. This is Marilyn Aloria, psychic medium, teacher, and coach. And this is the fourth episode. I'm not going to keep saying that every freaking episode, but I was almost made this the first episode because after I recorded the first three, I was like, we put it in comedy. And I'm like, yeah, I haven't been that funny. Um, and I promise I will do my best to be sharing the comedic moments of what it's like to be a medium in this wacky world. But in the beginning, when it all opened up, it was anything but funny. It was like, what the f- is going on? I'm going to try my best not to curse on this thing. Today's episode is, I'm going to go down some stories, but really what I want to talk about is a little bit of a soapbox that I have. Um, I want to talk about the difference between psychics and mediums, and I want to talk about how we, I believe we are all gifted, and how it's really important to study with people who are going to open you up, not shut you down. And I just want to share, I'm going to do this through stories, a a little bit of something that happened that just made me, it's just, it's a pet peeve of mine. And I really want to bring it to all of you and share it with you. So when I first started, you know, opening up one of the, I I knew I was psychic. It started getting crazy. You know, you know, the whole story about, I went to the psychic and she said, the dead are trying to reach you. And I went to a medium and the medium was like, you're a medium and the floodgates opened. And I was like, fuck, I got to learn how to use this thing or work with this thing because it was making me a little crazy, to be honest with you. And I I auditioned right away for some show that was looking for psychics. And I also have dream interpretation in my wheelhouse. So they were looking for dream interpreters, all different types of things. And on this audition, I met this woman. Not going to give you her name. When I when I don't have a really flowery thing to say, you're not going to get the name because I don't want to talk bad about people. But I do want to tell the truth. So anyway, I went in and uh, auditioned, and I was so new at it, So, and she was seasoned. And uh, she kind of took me on my wing because I didn't know what I was doing. And she's like, all right, you know what, I'm going to help you and teach you and stuff like that. So I went to her house, and um, she was nuts. That There's no other way to say it. I She was singing to her cat. She was, I, I really, to me, she was nuts. And I was like, I do not want to be that. That is not what I want to be. I don't want to be a lunatic. And I made a decision. I didn't know what I was going to do with these gifts at that time. I was like, I just got to learn how to work with them because they're really making me nuts. Um, And this person came along and I was like, okay, let me learn and let me study. And it was kind of cool that some of the tools she showed me in that one meeting that we had together. But I made it very clear to my guides. And I'm going to tell you how I met my first guide in a minute. that I did not want to be that person who was constantly on, constantly wacky, walking up to people in the grocery store going, you know, your dead uncle's behind you. I don't mind mediums that do that, that some people say they can't turn it off. I turn it off. I wanted to live a normal life. I don't want to, it's very uncomfortable. You know, I don't even, when people ask me what I do, if I don't know them very well, well, I'll be like, oh, I'm a life coach. Because when you share with people that you're a medium, it's usually, this is this is the first thing you get. I'll be like, I'm a psychic medium. And some people are like, what's that? And I'm like, oh, now I got to explain it. Some people are like, oh, really? What do you see? And I'm like, uh, dude, I'm not giving you a free reading. Plus, you wouldn't want to play tennis with me after that because you'd be so freaked out by what I know about you. And then the other one, when you go out and date and you're like, I'm a medium, they're like, no, really? You're a small. I'm like, you think I haven't heard that joke before? It's not that funny. But thank you for saying I'm a small, not a medium. So those are the kinds of things that happen. And I was like, oh, I just want to have a normal life. Like I I just, I was determined to have a normal life. 
And plus, I was coming into this after already having a career in TV and being known, you know, and I was an actress, too. I was in Tony and Tina's wedding and, you know, I was doing different things. Not a lot of really great things, but I was doing different things. And I just wanted to have a normal life. So this woman that I had met, she introduced me to a therapist who helped mediums out. And she definitely helped me, but she was also another one who was a little bit, well... I don't know what to say about her. I'm just going to leave it at that, but I'm sure more stories will come in. And I was working with her and she was actually very helpful. She was teaching me how to ground because mediums, you may, a lot of what I share with you, you're probably going to be like, oh my goodness, that happens to me. Or, oh my goodness, that doesn't happen to me. doesn't matter. We're all different. The other thing I want to teach, what I teach my students all the time is you're the instrument. And we'll talk more about that as things go on and what I mean by that and why that's so important that you're the instrument and how to work with your instrument. So I went in to see this uh, therapist and I started working with her and she was teaching me how to ground and how to um, release energy and how to be in this world because for the longest time I didn't want to be here. You know, I was definitely playing around with suicidal thoughts. I flew out of my body all the time and then I'd come back to this earth plane and be like, what the fuck is this place? You know, I don't want to be here. So it was really painful to try to walk through this area to try to be here and when I figured out who I was and that this was what was going on it started making more sense and when I met my guides it all made sense that's why I'm a big believer in communicate with your guides get to know your guides get to know them intimately so I was seeing her and kind of just you know playing around with different things and I felt this energy leaning on me and it was leaning on my left shoulder. And I went into her office one day and I was like, you know what, there's this energy leaning on me. I literally felt something pushing me over to the right. And she was like, okay, what is it? And I closed my eyes and I went into a channel session right away. And I met my first guide and he was, I don't remember what I said in those cha that channel session. I don't remember channel sessions. I tend to record them, which I've shared with you before. Well, I record all of them because I don't remember them. But he showed up to me, and the reason why I started channeling right away is because in dream work, when I was studying, you had to trust everything that you received. And I would sit with the teacher, you would re recite your dream, I'd write, write down my dream, my dream would be written down, I'd have to read my dream back to her. And if she said to me, what color was his sweater? And I didn't know because it didn't show me that in the dream, I couldn't answer, I don't know. I had to go with the first thing that came to my mind. And usually the response that I gave was so profound that she was able to intuit what was going on in the dream that I learned to trust my instincts. I learned to trust the first thing that came to me. So when my therapist at the time said, okay, what is it? And I closed my eyes and I was like, oh, you know, there's this guy here and I don't remember what I said. But so I started working with him and his name was Simon. I almost forgot his name. And he looked like a gnome and he did not like being called a gnome but if he showed up as anything else other than a gnome or like he had to show up as something cartoonish for me because i was still walking very frightened around with all of this like stuff going on i didn't like it it was i didn't like it yet it intrigued the heck out of me there was a part of me that loved it the part of me that was like i felt really different it was such a strange time in my life so simon and i started working together and i would uh, channel and talk to him and it took, takes a really long time. In the beginning, it took me a really long time to raise my vibration, to meet his vibration. He had to lower his vibration to meet mine. But he worked with me for about a year and really taught me 
about my other guides. He was the one who really introduced me to them and taught me how to work with them. And I started recording right away. And I wish I still had those recordings because when I listened back to them, it was on an old cassette recorder, You it picked up voices. So sometimes I'd hear hello or different kinds of voices, which I thought was really, really cool. But the um, cassette recorder did not pick, it just wasn't a very clear recording. So I was working with Simon. I was putting those recordings onto my at that time, it was an iPad, iPod, an iPod, and I was moving along in my life, studying with different people and opening up and really learning from my own guides how to do this. And it was Hans King, as some of you may know him, he's no longer with us, but I went to see him for a reading. And some stories I may be repeating, I'm going to do my best to get better notes so I don't do that. And I went to see Hans King and it was one of the best readings I had. It just felt really like I came home and he, I believe I did share this in my Claire audience. So he told me all these things, but Hans said something to me that catapulted me into my work today. He said, learn how to use your gifts. It'll move your life along. And it changed my life completely, absolutely completely. So I'm a big believer in everyone learning how to use their gifts. I'm a big believer in that we're all gifted and you have to learn what your gifts are and how you see, how you hear, how you know, how you sense things, which brings me to my soapbox. So I'm going to first talk about the difference between what I feel the difference between is a psychic and a medium and what I feel mediums are, because I have a big issue with some of these antiquated mediums. So this is my terminology. This may piss you off. This may stop you from listening to me. And that's okay. That is okay. You have to find what's right for you. The mediums out there that say you're only doing mediumship when you're speaking to a deceased loved one. For me, they box you in and they have, it, it doesn't work for me. It works for them. So I don't want to say it's wrong because I don't think I have the right to say that, but it does not work for me. Mediumship to me, it's kind of like channeling, right? I'm a medium between another dimension, another guide, and to the person I'm reading for or the information I'm giving out. So when I'm in a reading, when I was doing readings, I'd be speaking to my guides who would be speaking to the person's guides that I was reading, and I would take all my information from them. I did not take my information psychically, and I'll explain what that is in a second. I would take all my information from my guides. So a lot of the information that comes through me is things that the person wouldn't know yet because they would, I'm a future reader, so they would really go into the future. And also, um, I would also uh, target things that they didn't know so that after the reading, they would go and find out about it and be like, oh my goodness, that was true. That's crazy. Um, which was really a lot of fun for me because I told you I was a skeptical medium and I really wanted to be proved to as well. So my idea of mediumship is you're working as a channel. So you could be talking to trees, planets, animals, deceased loved ones, um, people from other planets. And to me, you're a medium because you're taking information from another source and you're bringing it through you because they talk to us in vibration. They don't speak to us in words, at least the ones I work with. It's all vibration. And I interpret it into my language through my life experience. So when I teach the symbolic language of your soul, that's what I teach. That's why I said you are the instrument because what a duck means to me may mean something different to you because of my experience with ducks. Why the frig I said ducks? I have no idea, but that's what I wanted to say. So ducks. So what do ducks mean to me? Hmm. 
Ducks remind me of a time when I used to walk along the LA River with my dogs and I was thinking about moving and I needed to move and it was really a nice peaceful oasis to get away out of my life, take a break and just think and be and envision a new life. So ducks to me are definitely about moving forward with flow and with ease and grace. So I don't know what ducks mean in books. I actually enjoy Ted Andrews interpretations in his books, Animal Spirit. Um, Animal Speak, actually. I have different books of his. So anyway, so that's how I feel about mediums. So the mediums that I, I call them antiquated mediums, that believe you're only a medium when you're speaking to a deceased loved one, does not work for me. Because to me, that keeps you very, very pigeonholed in a box. And it doesn't allow you to talk to your guide who might be pulling in information from their guides and giving that person really great information. Besides, the deceased loved ones that would come in to me, they don't, they're fine. They're like, we're fine. We don't really, you know, give a shit. We don't need to talk about like, okay, great. Let's give you some information so that she knows you're definitely talking to me, her dad. But after we get past that, let's talk about her life because she's the one who's still living. That's the way my deceased loved ones come through. They're, they're a little, they're not all like hard ass like that. That's my interpretation. But they're like, come on, let's like get moving with your life. Get over it already. Thank you for feeding me the soup. I went on my deathbed. I really appreciate that and holding my hand. But I'm good now. The other thing that people make a mistake is um, when deceased loved ones come in, you expect your dad to sound like your dad. And maybe he's been gone for five years and doing work on the other side, the other dimension. We'll talk more about that down the line. And uh, he's going to sound different. I had one student of mine. She was um, she heard her father calling her name, but they spoke a different language. But he said it in English, and he said it he said it differently, and she recognized in that moment that it was definitely her dad, and she realized that he had changed, that he had grown, because another friend of mine lost a father, and his father came through, and I said, "You have to stop putting him in the father role, in the platform role. He wants to walk side by side with you and talk to you, and share with you what he's got to offer you." So. My deceased loved ones, they like to come through and they like to talk more about your life than their life. But when you're in a reading and a deceased loved one comes through, this is for those of you who are doing this work, they have to give you confirmation, information that the reader can confirm. Because one, I'm building trust with the deceased loved one. I know my guides. I have trust there. But the deceased loved one comes in. That's a new energy for me. And I've got to build trust with them. And I got to build trust with the person I'm reading who doesn't know me. So usually it'll be like how they died, birth dates, how many siblings, certain really important pertinent information. But then the rest of the reading for me, when I'm reading, if I was still reading, when I read my groups, it's different. I only read in my paid programs now. Um, It's about their life. It's about like I was reading one woman and she was an artist and I didn't know anything about her. And I was like, I knew her actually, but I didn't know what she was doing. And I said, well, he's showing me this like video you're doing and this artistic uh, story that you're doing about his life. And it's really important that you get this out there and he wants you to do it. And she was like, yeah, I am doing that. And I'm so glad to get that. And that's about her moving forward. So I do feel like sometimes you get you need to hear from them and to get that peacefulness to know that everything was okay and they're okay. And I I feel like that's very important. And I don't wanna take away any of that from what goes on out there with people that read like that. I think it's super important. Matter of fact, when people come to me and they just, when I used to do readings, and they just wanted to speak to deceased loved ones, a certain person, I would send them to someone else who just specializes in that, people that I trust. 
because that's all they wanted. They didn't want to really know about their life. They just want to hear from their loved one on the other side. And maybe after that reading, um, they'll want to hear something more. So one of my students, she's actually not my student anymore. She's another medium in my group who does the readings in my membership for your soul. Sue Kovacs was just sharing her story because this all came out through something from a student and membership. And she was saying that the, her dad passed and she went to a medium and the medium did exactly what I'm telling you. Um, good mediums do, you know, they'll tell you everything that you need to know at that moment. And um, she needed all that. And I believe that medium also said to her, she was a medium. I'm not sure the whole story about it, but then she found me and I gave her a reading, which was like the next step. I don't want to say the next level because I don't want to, that medium was really, really good for her. So I did the next step for her and that blew, that I, I might've been the one that told her she was a medium and that's when the doors blew open for her and she was a graphic artist and she changed everything in her life and she created tarot cards and she's uh, reading full time. She's also a healer. So all these other things opened up for her. It's not that she wasn't on a spiritual journey. I am not the, the cause of all of that. It just, everything made sense for her in that moment. So I don't have a problem with people out there that, just speak to deceased loved ones. I have a problem with those who tell me it's not mediumship if you're channeling information from your guides. That I have a problem with. So psychics, what do psychics do? I'm never ever impressed by someone if they know everything about me, never. I'm impressed by the readers who tell me something that I walk out of the reading and I go, wow, that was really interesting. And they get me thinking. And then I see it come to fruition in my life as I live it. So psychics usually will read you like you're, everything you're wearing like a coat. You, what car you're driving, what colors you like, your boyfriend's name. Um, so if they're giving you it, it, and they know they're usually just that they're psychics and that's how they read. Um, supposedly all mediums are psychic and not all psychics are mediums whatever. I think all of this is shifting right now. So I'm just giving you my soapbox. So a psychic will usually read everything that you already know. And you'll be like, Oh my goodness, that's so cool. She knew everything, but it's because you're wearing it like a coat. It's in your aura. So they can pick it up. It's very uh, easy. So sometimes in readings at very early on in my readings, well, actually about a year after I was doing them, I had asked that that ability would come in a little bit stronger. So when the person sat down with me, cause I was, tr I trusted my gifts enough, my guides enough at that point, that I could give very specific information in the very beginning so that they could trust me. And then I would go into all the channeled space of the mediumship work that would come through me. So the issue I have, my soapbox, here's my soapbox. So a student of mine, this came, well, came up in one of my groups recently, and she went to see someone who knew everything about her. And she stopped trust, she didn't trust the reading. She was like, I don't know, maybe she looked me up or something. I don't know what happened. I'm not, that's her personal story. But it's when I got on my thing and I said, that does not impress me. It impresses me more when you're leaving there thinking. And I shared the story about what I felt about what I my situation was with these mediums. But what got me more was that this medium told her that not everyone is gifted. That's when I get pissed off. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness, this makes me insane. And I'm going to tell you why. So gone are the days when we thought this was only for the gifted few. The dimensions are way, they are shifting so much. The veil between the dimensions has shifted so much. We are so much more aware than we've ever been. 
And I believe that we are all gifted. Now, we may have different gifts. We may choose to use them differently, but everybody is gifted and everybody can develop their gifts. So that's the other issue I have with some of these antiquated mediums. Because when I was studying, I started studying with some famous people and I didn't do a lot of it. And one person in particular I went to study with for the weekend was an asshole. There's no other way to say it. People walked out of that conference like, oh my goodness, I'm going to have to give up reading. This was horrible. This person would just shut people down. And I was like, what the freak kind of teaching is that? Are you crazy? So like one woman got up and she was doing a reading and she actually was reading a spirit. I have a couple ex-boyfriends in spirit, especially at that time I had a couple ex-boyfriends in spirit. I have three now. We'll get into that. But anyway, so she was reading me and I can't remember what she got, but I think it was like a waterfall or something. And the person who was teaching, I'm trying to keep the sex out of it because I really don't want to badmouth people. I just want to share my opinion and then you get to decide what works for you and what doesn't work for you. It's not about me throwing people under the bus, but I am going to throw a certain kind of philosophy under the bus. Anyway, so this person was like, what do you mean a waterfall? What, like, what the heck is that? And I was like, I kind of understood it a bit. And I was teaching at that point. And I was like, why not say to her, okay, what do waterfalls mean to you? Why do you think the spirit is showing you a waterfall? What is the message behind the waterfall? But in front, and I could tell that this person was so, and this was a famous medium, so threatened by, I imagine it would be really difficult because some of these mediums came out when it wasn't really well known. And they did blaze the trail for us, right? The trailblazers for the rest of us. So we want to be very grateful to that. And they did open the doors and they did have to put themselves out there to be seen in a certain way. And they were really good. There's nothing, there's no question about it. But I feel like they got threatened because all of a sudden, Tom, Dick, Harry, Joe, and Fred, and Mike, and Sally, and Anne, and Timothy, they're all reading now. All these people are reading. And I'm sure that that was uncomfortable. My thing is, who cares? Let's all friggin' read. Let's all get the answers. Let's all just start like reading for our own personal lives because that's what I want you guys to do. That's why I stopped reading people. I got tired of people coming to me, handing me their life, going in powerlessness. I was like, no, I'm done. Do this for yourself. You can do it. That's why I teach people in my programs how to read for themselves, how to talk to their guides, how to align with their soul. It's really important. That's why I have Soul Finder Academy and Membership for Your Soul. So um, I want you to study with people who open you up, not shut you down. Now, there's in the beginning, I was a little bit of a fluff teacher. I would agree with that, that I was very encouraging. Now I'm more specific with my questions, more um, directed with them. You know, I teach a dot, dot, dot technique. I, I teach specific questions that you ask when a symbol comes to you. And that helps people to really dive deeper into what that symbol means to them. I wouldn't say I taught a lot of people right out of the gate. I wouldn't say I was completely fluff. I was just more encouraging than now I'm a little bit more like, I'm very encouraging, but I want people to get clear. The other thing I noticed that people do is languaging and um, I, 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 something became, it doesn't even matter, I'm not gonna go there. So languaging, what I mean by that is how you give information. Um, when a psychic says to me, so I had a, a psychic read me, very good psychic, we're actually friends, and she was like, against my acting career, telling me to write, write, write. And you can walk out of those readings going, what the fuck? I have to give it up? Like, I suck. I remember walking out of one reading, like just plummeted, like to the ground. 
And you have to really watch how you give information because there's always free will. I believe in free will. When somebody, when I would read someone, I'd say, I can't remember what I say because I have to be in this space. But I would be like, you're the, um, take what you like, leave the rest. You're the master of your destiny. You're the master of your life. So if I said something that ruffled your feathers, you want to take a look at that. There might be some truth in it for sure. There's always truth. And the reading is for me, all truth, all truth in the moment, all truth of what they want you to know, all truth of what they want you to know in this moment to shift and change your life. So if you hear something you don't like, you might be carrying an energy that you need to shift and change about yourself. But I remember I had this reading and I was like, holy fuck. And I stopped going to her, but we were friends, very friendly. And I found out years later, she was like, why aren't you acting? You meant to act. And I was like, what? What are you talking about? Like, I didn't say it to her. I kind of just filed it away and was conscious. And she, and then I found out that's what she wanted to do. And I was like, oh, my goodness. So there might have been like, I teach my students, don't project your shit on other people. Watch your languaging. If something comes through where um, somebody's asking me, you know, is this relationship going to work out? Then I may get like a hard no, the relationship's not going to work out. And what I could, what I would might say in the reading is, well, right now it's showing up that it's not going to work out. Right now it's showing that um, he's not really willing to do the work that he wants to do in order to keep it. But you get to choose how you want to handle this. And then I would go into some communication skills. You can go back and you can communicate this, that, and that. Or it might be, spirit might say to them, um, why would you want to be with someone who doesn't fully want to be there with you? So there's languaging to everything. And it's really important that you know how to language it. Now, the other thing I want to talk about, which is so unusual to me, is the competition sometimes in these rooms that I experienced. And uh, I was sharing this a bit with um, one of my communities, and I was, I was remembering like some of the people I studied with. And I was in one particular room, and I was up in the front of the room because I was very comfortable with my work. And I'm very, very good with spirit communication. And the medium, she's a great medium, I like her, she was working with me and with a pendulum showing that the pendulum was swinging crazy wherever the spirit was. So I was telling her where the spirit was going and every time she put the spirit, the pendulum there, it would go nuts. So it was very, very accurate. It felt really good for me. I'm in a studying place. You might think like, well, Marilyn, you're competitive. I'm really not. We're all gifted. We all do things differently. Let's celebrate each other. So after that, I went into the bathroom and I was feeling good. I was like, oh, good, you know, because it was in the beginning of my career. And this woman came up to me and said, yeah, nice boots. I swear to you. Maybe she didn't say that right away. Maybe we said hello to each other. And she's like, yeah, uh, nice boots. I couldn't take my eyes off your boots. They're like really heavy, like really heavy boots. Does that help you ground? And I said, whoa, bitch, because I have another gift that's really annoying. I can tell you what you're really thinking when you're talking to me. It's a very difficult gift. It's a gift where I can show up on the tennis court and I can see everybody's truth. And I'm sure a lot of you have this gift and you know how hard it is to maneuver because Mary Jo may be the nicest person to everybody and you're like, no, Mary Jo's nuts. She's friggin' nuts, but you can't say that because everybody thinks she's the nicest person. So I was like, whoa, like it just was weird to me. And then I'd been in other situations, which I'm gonna get into down the line. I can't believe I'm gonna tell you some of these stories because they're very vulnerable to me where uh, a student did that. So here's what I suggest. Get into a light, I call them light-minded communities, even though you know I'm not airy-fairy and you know unicorn riding because I just cannot stand that stuff. Although it works for some people, and I love unicorns. I really have nothing against them. I think they're magical. 
But I just can't be one of these people that's kumbaya. I'm not the kumbaya. I'm not going to be waving my arms in the air singing I love you. Um, I do love my students. I love my community. I feel really blessed to be able to teach. I feel incredibly blessed to be able to teach. I, I, I don't take that for granted. But I'm just not a kumbaya person. So I am going to share some of these things because they were hurtful to me. And I had to really navigate my experience as a reader and my experience as a medium. So you're going to hear those stories and this, like different things that happened and how I had to really come home to myself and back to my integrity to remember who I was. So going back to my first guide, Mr. Simon, the gnome, he hated when I called him a gnome, but I was like, I would just laugh hysterically. So the thing is, when our guides come in, some people will say to me when I'm teaching them, they're like, I met my guide. Do you hear my dog snoring in the background, by the way? I don't know if the mic's picking that up. They may clean that up in the edit. I don't know, but he's like. I hope I'm not doing that to all of you, putting you to sleep with my stories. Anyway, um, I obviously put him to sleep. So this gnome, Simon. So when guides, my students sometimes will meet a guide and they'll be like, it really scared me. It was really, and I tap in and ask them some questions because many times the guides are so filled with unconditional love for us we can't receive the love it's it's so much so we interpret it as fear or um, anger or something scary so a lot of times I go back to my students when this happens and I'm like okay I ask them particular questions for them specifically for them and then they'll come back a day later and go no yeah the right guide because when you invite a guide in I've been taught this this is uh the thing you ask the guide are you from this is my my words are you from the highest light and highest alignment with me and the guide will usually answer honestly and if they say no you're like get the fuck out of here dude that's what you got to do okay there's no okay well why are you here no if you're not from the highest light and highest alignment with me you're not allowed to hang around those are for your particular guides that you work with your team when you get into spirit communication with deceased loved ones or if I'm like when I was working on a murder case and things like that, they're not going to all have your highest alignment in place because you're working on different information, different energy. When you're clearing a ghost out of a place, I'm not saying, hey, you're from the highest light because the damn thing's haunting something. Now, we're going to talk about hauntings, too, and what I feel about that. I want to rip my shirt off. You know, that happens sometimes when I do this work. I start stripping. I would go into these entertainment meetings and I used to have to take off my jewelry and some of my clothes. And I remember the agent sitting next to me. And he's like, oh, my goodness, it's like the stripping medium. I'm like, sorry, I, some clothing I can't wear when I do this. So my gnome, Simon. So I had all these little um, recordings on my iPod. And I went back to the East Coast. And uh, my family, my, two of my brothers think, they think this is nuts. They think this is all bullshit. My... Father's mother has it, and I'll tell you how I found that out um, in another story. My, I know I keep doing that, and people are going to be like, can you stop doing that and just tell us the story already? Um, my mother's aunt had it. I believe my mother had it. My mother was pretty good at reading people's truth, so she was one who had that kind of gift. And I feel like my grandmother on my, my mother's side had it as well. And um, so my father and my mother believed it and my oldest brother, but my two of my other brothers, they just, one brother calls me psycho-psychic and um, they just don't believe it. So we choose not to talk about it. But I went back to New York and my sister-in-law borrowed my iPod because she was listening to my music. And then one of my channel sessions came on and it freaked her the fuck out. She's like, oh my goodness, she's talking to a gnome. She is talking to a gnome, I can't believe it. And I was like, bitch, you're not supposed to be listening to that. That's private. 
Like, hit skip. And I thought it was hilarious because I was like, hey, you just got, you know, some of your own medicine. You shouldn't have listened to it. Now you've, now you've freaked out. Now you're freaked out. So that was Simon. Simon taught me a lot, taught me how to communicate with my guides. He invited me into my guides. We're going to go more into this. Um, and it, it's been, it was one of the best blessings. And then when, before a guide leaves, they will get you ready for their leaving because that's an energy, an energy that goes away, an energy that comes in. So you have to get adjust to it. And um, he left me after a year and left me with an incredible team of guides. So the last thing I'm going to leave you, and I invented this game, even though you've heard about this game before. This is what mass consciousness does. I invent. I was playing this game like 14 years ago when I started doing this work. And, uh, and now everybody's playing this game. And I'm like, damn, I should have trademarked that thing. Not that you could. So we talked a little bit about clairaudience in the last episode. So today... I want you to ask a question to your guides, whether you know them or not, don't worry about it, and hit shuffle and see what song comes up and then look up the lyrics and listen to the song too. Because here's the thing, the lyrics are gonna give you information for sure, there might be one line, there might be two. You may not know the answer to your question through the lyrics, because that happens a lot. Your soul has to evolve to receive the full on answer. But there'll be something about it that you'll be like, wow, that's fascinating, or it's opening me up, or it's got me listening differently. Because a lot of what gets in your way is mind chatter. You're gonna hear me repeat some of this stuff. And then when you hear the song too, there's something about it that shifts your vibration inside of you that opens you up more. Being in touch with your guides, just the intention alone of being in touch with them, wanting to communicate with them, that's all you, it's the, the first step. It's the first step. And I'm gonna tell you, I couldn't imagine living my life without them. I can't imagine living my life without them. They are the most incredible beings ever. And they have my back like nobody's business. That's where we're going to talk about how spirits, even deceased loved ones, can have your back more than people, sometimes more than people on the earth plane. All right, so I'm going to leave you with that. Let me just do a little summary of what we talked about. We talked about the difference between psychics and mediums. And honestly, I'm going to say this again, because my students know this. They know me really, really well. And in my communities, um, I go in and I share uh, stories with them that are vulnerable to me because I'm teaching them as I'm learning, you know, myself and evolving. And I like to teach them stuff in the moment. Um, and they know that I can be opinionated about things. But my just because it's my opinion does not mean it has to be your opinion. I'm just sharing it for a point of view. I am going to have a strong point of view. And that is what will hopefully make this entertaining. Some of you already turned me off at this point. But... So I want you to know that, but I really, really respect all opinions. So you may be the type of person that's like, I only want to study mediumship where I'm talking to deceased loved ones. Good for you. Know that about yourself. There is nothing wrong with it. Like I said, when people come to me and that's all they want, I send them to a couple of people that I know that are really good with that. Uh, So know that that's mediumship to me. Mediumship to me is you're working as a medium between the person you're reading or an audience or a community and you're channeling information whether it's from guides or um, trees or planets or animals you're acting as a medium for that information you're not reading the if somebody a reader is sitting in front of me I'm not looking at them and just reading their aura their coat what they're wearing all their stuff I'm taking all my information from my guides who are talking to their guides so that's that and then the other thing um, there's no competition we're all gifted that's the biggest thing I want you to learn 
go to a teacher who's going to open you up, not close you down and celebrate when you celebrate everybody else. Like I really do celebrate a lot of those mediums, not the ones who are telling me that what I'm doing is wrong. I'm like, fuck you. What you're doing is wrong. You know, I have no patience for that. Like you get in my face, I'm going to get in yours. So, but the ones that like, that don't do that and celebrate their goodness and celebrate your goodness. I'm all for them. Yaha. Let's all do this together. We're here together. Um, and then learn to use your gifts. It'll move your life along. Hans King, thank you so much. Changed my life when you said that to me and then has gave me a piece. That's what I mean. A beginning of a reading. I was like, oh my goodness, I have to study because this thing is making me nuts. And oh my goodness, now I got to teach everybody else. Like he, my t- guides are teaching guides. They love teaching. They love doing creative things. And decide whether you're going to be that one that's turned on all the time or you can turn it on and off. And uh, the last thing, play shuffle with your song. All right, guys, I'm having a blast. And this has been really, really fun for me. And I can't wait to continue on. And uh, that's it. Have a great night. And still trying to find my tagline. So here's the one still. I can't even remember it anymore. Um... Who can it be now? Let's open the door and see. That's so when we have interviews and spirits that come through, you know, we'll be like, oh, we're opening the door and they're coming through. Okay, just if you got better taglines, hit me with them. All right. Remember, share, subscribe, rate if you like me. (laughs) And uh, I will share my email. Go to my website, marilynalori.com. And you can listen to the podcast there, marilynlaurie.com. And then um, I believe I'll have an email on that, that if you want to reach out and share anything, please do. Thank you so much. Actually, you can share it at who can it, info at who can it be now podcast.com. Info at who can it be now podcast.com. Thank you so much. Have a great night or day whenever you're listening. Bye. Bye.